Our first guest this hour, very excited. I had the opportunity to meet these folks just a few weeks ago and the work that, that they're doing to be able to help families in one of the worst situations that you could possibly imagine. And in all likelihood, you or someone you know has been impacted by the opioid and drug crisis that we are experiencing in this nation. And to see your family members, your beloved family members, to experience the hurt that they do as a result of drug addiction, to be able or to be trapped in those drug addictions, and to watch some of your family members be hurt in such a a terrible, tragic way. But you yourself may have been hurt as a result of having to watch that, to be able to or to be feeling helpless as you're watching something like this happen. Well, our next guests are going to be giving you some hope. Hope for families struggling with those who are addicted. Hope for those who have watched their loved ones fall prey to drug addiction and other addictions as well. And I'm so happy to have joining me in the studio for the AM1160, the Quest Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive, Brenda and Doug Tollett. Thank you both for being here with me. Now, Brenda, I'm going to start with you. I want to, you have four boys, am I correct? Correct. And, and one of them you lost a few years ago. Yes. Tell me a little bit about your family life with those four boys. What is that like when raising them up? It's a busy job being a mom, whether you have four or two. It's just a very committed responsibility. And I wouldn't um, that take away anything that I did or my husband did in raising these boys. It's a great accomplishment. And... Um, great memories and it's a it's just a lot of work though so what are your boys names justin matthew mark and jonathan and for you raising these four boys a few years ago your family experienced a tragedy that no one wants to experience in their family can you talk a little bit about that for us yes um we got that phone call (coughs) at one o'clock in the morning saying that our son had been in a car accident and this was devastating, and he was 21 in college and just made a bad choice, driving too fast. And my husband and I um, have survived it. It has taken a lot of work, but um, it has made us stronger in our faith. Also, it's made us stronger in our marriage. And there have been a lot of things that have occurred since the accident. And um, I don't know what else to say except that it's... um, What was his name? Matthew. That was Matthew. And Matthew was 21 at that time. How many years ago was that? 21 years ago. 21 years ago. So he'd he'd be 42 now. Correct. And so you've doubled that lifespan now, half of it with him and half of it in mourning for him. Yes, because when you lose a child... You not only mourn their death, but you mourn all the losses. And you, the two of you have to go through that pain and realize that you'll never have you know, his, his children, grandchildren. Yeah. And also, he will never be married. You, there's all the things that you have to go through, and you have to suffer those losses. And then you can, then you can start living again. And um, it was difficult on our other boys um, when we lost our son, and um, but we have survived. Yeah, it's not a singular loss, like you said. I mean, it's the loss of potential grandchildren, the loss of a potential daughter-in-law. Doug, when you got that phone call, what happened in the next few weeks for you? I mean, what what was your family life like? What was your faith life like at that point? 
Well, I think uh, right after it happened, uh, I couldn't think of anything else for months. Uh, it was in the front of my mind every day, minute by minute, and it took years for it to subside because you just it's just too devastating. Uh, Matthew meant a lot to, to us, as our, all our children did or do, uh, but it's... Uh, it's just something that uh, you can't imagine the feeling uh, that you have, and it just doesn't go away. It takes a long time. I think I cried every day for five years mm. till I my head hurt. Mm. And um, but we uh, worked it out together, my wife and I, Brenda. We we used to sit down every Saturday morning and talk about Matthew because a lot of people don't want to talk about because they're afraid of hurting you or seeing you become emotional about it. But it, it's really good to talk about it. And I think eight out of 10 marriages dissolve after loss of a child. So we are very fortunate that we didn't lose our marriage. Uh, I think uh, it was later that it kind of brought us closer closer to Christ. I don't think at that point you're thinking about that as much as you do later and appreciate the gifts you really have in life. So so Matthew, was he your oldest? Second. Second oldest. So you had a son older than Matthew and then two yep. under him. Correct. How did that impact your boys in those first years after his death? Well, it was devastating. Uh, I think our, our children, they handle it differently, each one of them. Our youngest son was five years younger than Matthew, and he he had a horrible time. He just couldn't understand why God let this happen to to us. Uh, and I think uh, our third son, he decided that, you know, he was really upset with God that it happened too. And you can't blame them. Mm -hmm. uh, we all have different emotions about the loss of a child, but... Uh, it, it it subsequent years it became almost um, helpful to our children after they've been able to resolve the, the issues with the death, but it, but God has helped them in many ways, and some of it as a result of Matt's death that they've become better people. But that probably wasn't the case right after it happened. It, it, no. That's after just so many things. You know, iron sharpens iron. Trials make us stronger people once we endure those trials. And even though it's been 21 years since Matthew's death, you've had to endure additional trials, maybe not directly as a result, but as a side effect of, of Matthew's death. And that came in the form I know when we had a previous conversation you shared with me, and, and this is something you like to talk about, because I think this is where it's going to bring a lot of hope to people. Um, the idea of you have a, a couple of your boys got mixed up in drugs, but before we go down that path, let's, let's linger a little bit on providing hope for families that maybe have also lost a child. You talked about, I think that's really interesting on Saturday mornings, the two of you had that dedicated time to talk about the child that you lost. And if eight of 10 marriages dissolve, I could see how easy it'd be. Let's, let's just pretend that we're not going through this pain or my pain is so great that I can't even see your pain or I can't even acknowledge your pain. Mm -hmm. Brenda, was that something that you, that you struggled with or is it something that you knew right out of the gate is that you had to acknowledge each other's pain? Well, the first you had to accept this is a tragedy in your life yeah. and God didn't cause it. 
and it's what you do with the tragedy that makes the difference. Mm. And I think that um, I went to doctors, I went to psychologists, I went to my friends. No one could help me. Mm. No one could help me with the pain. And so Doug and I decided he had the same loss that I did. Mm. So we decided to just start meeting together and take everything about Matthew and grieve about it. And um, I could help him when he was being crying, and he could help me when I was crying. It was a, it's, We supported each other. And then after that hour, we put everything in an imaginary box and put it up on the shelf. That way we could function. Hmm. We could actually live that life. I could go to the grocery store without crying the whole time about all this favorite foods in front of me that I had, had always bought for him. Did y'all come up with that on your own, or was that recommended to you? Because I've never heard something like that. That's actually, that sounds so incredibly therapeutic. Why, why don't more couples do that when they have dealt with something like this? Well, I think why they don't do that is because everyone wants to blame someone else mm. and i think a lot of times people <clears throat> say if you hadn't done this this wouldn't have happened mm. and that blame another person which is erroneous you should never do that to begin with but it's a way of of, of helping people cope i guess but it's not the other person's fault now sure we're all, none of us are perfect we make mistakes uh i i, I went through my own agony about why did I buy him a car like that? Mm. I mean, you go through that or when I was, you start looking for anything to blame, right? Well, I did some things I shouldn't have done when I, when we were young and uh, we had kids and we didn't have to use seat belts and yeah. we'd have a roadie on the way home. And I'm having a beer bottle in one hand and carrying a baby in the other and driving a car. That's not a good example. Mm -hmm. So you think what you did is not a good example. Of course it's not, uh, but you learn from your mistakes but if she were to come to me and say, well, you're responsible for him having a car accident because, you know, you had a beer and he watched you and all that, that would be pretty devastating to be blamed for that. Yeah. And oftentimes we do that to ourselves. It's to have all someone else time. added on, you know, all the time yeah. people do it to themselves or they blame someone else because it's the hurt or the, you know, that they have in that loss. So I think that would help people to understand that don't try to blame the other person try to help the other person and that's that's what we did really well I, we have to continue talking about this because this is such a uh, an intense topic for so many people but the thing that i want to point out <clears throat> before we even get into the story of then how uh, drug addiction came into your family and then how you found hope through that and tremendous hope life-giving hope through that through the organization Schnockalo, which we'll be talking about for the next couple of hours as we're hearing stories of people being helped and people being healed as uh, through drug addiction and through other painful addictions we're going to continue talking about this but these are the kinds of stories that quite honestly you're not going to hear anywhere else these are the kinds of stories and the kinds of connections and the kind of healing that you find through Catholic media, particularly Catholic radio, like what you hear on AM 1160, The Quest. And if these are the kinds of things that you feel more people need to hear about, that more people need to feel connected to, then you need to call right now, 470-508-1160. Let's see if on honor of Brenda and Doug, if we can get all of these lines lit up for the next few minutes as we are taking donations. Perhaps you'd like to give something in honor of them and their loss or the loss of someone that you know of who has been hurting in some way. Give us a call right now, 470 470- 
508-1160 here on the quest now every dollar a day member we haven't talked a lot about the dollar a day club uh but the the 30 dollars a month that receives all of the gifts that we've been talking about the membership in the saint gabriel society mass being said for you once a month the opportunity to be entered into a drawing which we're going to be doing later on today of this holy family picture it's all sorts of of great benefits of being a part of the dollar a day club Every dollar a day club member and every new founder at the $100 a month level for three years will be entered into a drawing for that beautiful artwork called Presentation of the Lamb by local artist Sally Kazan. This is a beautiful depiction of the Holy Family. It's a handcrafted, finished, archival quality canvas. It can be viewed, by the way, you can see it right now, at St. Bridget's Perpetual Chapel. It's on display there. But you will be entered into this drawing also for that hot air balloon ride for three people across the north northern georgia countryside we're gonna be doing both of these drawings in just a few hours as we will be wrapping up this spirit drive later on today the drawings will be held around 5 50 today and we'll announce those winners so you still have time to get a be a part of that give us a call right now 470-308-1160 we're going to take a quick break we're going to uh listen to some of the other great things that you can hear about both in the atlanta area as well as on on the Quest Radio, 470-508-1160. Give us a call. We'll continue the conversation with Brenda and Doug Tollett in just a few minutes here during the AM 1160, the Quest Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive. Hello, this is Father Brian Baker. I'm a priest for the Archdiocese of Atlanta, and I wanted to share with you uh, a favorite prayer of, of mine, one that I like to say in a quick moment, which can help throughout a busy day, and it goes like this. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, forgive me, heal me, protect me, sanctify me. Amen. The Quest presents A Daily Dose of Virtue with Jay Tremonti from Venture with Virtue. What's the outcome you want for your life? What about your children? If our ultimate goal is heaven, then we need to form habits that help lead us there. Habits are essential because we become what we do, and virtue is just that, the habit of doing good. Do you know what the number one predictor of your child's spiritual life is? I'll give you a hint. It's your spiritual life. If we want our children to get to heaven, we have to set the example for them to follow. It starts with the habit of prayer. Prayer is the foundation for the virtues that lead to heaven. Prayer has the greatest impact when it's the first thing we do in the morning. When we start the day with prayer, it spills over and touches the rest of our day. And that is powerful. For more homegrown wisdom, visit thequestatlanta.com. So, you love listening to The Quest, but can't always listen live? No worries. Now with the Quest Atlanta app, you never have to miss out. Listen on demand, submit prayer requests, catch up on the latest headlines, and so much more. Available on the App Store and Google Play today. 60 Seconds with Mother Angelica. We need to pray for the gift of knowledge. Not just knowledge of our faults, but knowledge of God. Do you know God? Or is he just somebody that you go to when you're in trouble? And this gift of knowledge is a certain amount of detachment. Oh, we don't want to hear about that, do you? We, we're attached to everything. Little things, silly things, chairs. Don't sit in my chair. Why? Because it just fits me. <laughs> it doesn't fit you. You're too fat. <laughs> 
Well, if you ever said that to somebody, you're attached to what? A chair. You can be attached to God, and you can love everybody. You can love your children and love your parents and love even your enemies. But attachments take the soul out of your heart. The people you know and trust are on EWTN. Hi, this is Joey Martinek, Director of Respect Life Ministry for the Archdiocese of Atlanta. I'm Sarah Flood, a natural family planning instructor. We're We're on the quest. And welcome back to the AM 1160 The Quest Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive 470-508-1160. That's the number to call to make a donation today as we're wrapping up these last few hours of the Spirit Drive. Cecilia called in. She wanted to share. She has Compassionate Friends is another strong support group for those grieving the loss of a child. That website's CompassionateFriends.org. And and during the break, we were talking with Brenda and Doug, Doug Tollett. They're joining us here during this hour to talk talk about healing in the midst of grieving as well as healing through drug addiction and other addictions in your family and we're going to continue that conversation with them but before we do so as we are in these last few hours of this family strong spirit drive again that number 470-508-1160 we have quite a ways to go still be to be able to hit our our fundraising goals for this fall spirit drive let's take up our needs whatever they might be in prayer right now and ask the lord to bless us mightily to look over us and to help us to accept his will even in the most difficult of circumstances and so let's pray together right now shall we in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus, we love you. We praise you. We thank you. We are so sorry for the times where perhaps we have not been the disciples that you want us to be. We ask for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon us as we continue our discussions. We ask for an outpouring upon the, of the Holy Spirit upon those who are listening, those who you desperately want to reach today. We ask for a softening of hearts of those who are listening to this spirit drive and we humbly thank you for all the doors that you've opened to create atlanta catholic radio in the metro atlanta area we thank you for what you've done with the quest and as we continue on this spirit drive in these last few hours of the spirit drive we continue to earnestly seek your will in all things we ask for your help to accept your will in all things and we ask for your help to bear the fruit that you desire. We are on a quest to invite and to inform and to inspire every single person who's listening right now. And we strive to bring a million souls into your loving arms through the quest and through the work of this radio station. And as we grow our listenership, we ask for all that's possible to fill the hearts with your love and a renewal of spirit And we ask the Holy Spirit to anoint us with wisdom. We ask the Holy Spirit to teach us to follow your inspirations. Jesus Christ, our Savior, we are only your couriers, your voice, your hands. We ask you to use the quest with your perfect will. Jesus of mercy, take the quest and make it yours. And let's offer this up through the intercession of our Blessed Mother and say, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. 
Amen. Our Lady of Fatima, pray for us and hold us under your mantle. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, I also have to give a reminder, you know, for every time we get five donations in a row, or when we get a founder, a new founding member of the Quest, and and the opportunity to become a founder is closing out at the end of October, but if you want to be eligible for one of the beautiful gifts, the hot air balloon ride, or the beautiful painting that we've been talking about, if you want to become a founder today, you'll be eligible for those things. But every time we get a founder or five donations in a row on the on the phone lines, we'll be ringing the bell. We haven't had the bell ring yet this hour. And so as we have Brenda and Doug Tollett in the, in the studio with us, we want to give them the opportunity to ring the bell. So please be calling in right now, 470-508-1160. We do have some lines open for you to be able to call in. Our volunteers are waiting to talk to you. If you have a testimony about how you have been impacted by the quest, we'd love to hear from you as well. 470-508-1160. Brenda, you were talking during the break, the idea of just how important it is to accompany to be accompanied by people who have been through this experience uh, that you've been through and how God has blessed you with the opportunity to accompany others who have experienced loss since these past 21 years, since you lost your own son. Talk about a little bit about that, that accompanying of other people and how important that is. We found that families um, have no one to talk to unless it is someone that has the same loss because there's no other loss like the loss of a child. Mm. And, it's they can open up and they can t- tell the the sadness that they feel and the amount of tears that they've cried and how can they how can they just get some relief from the pain and we tell them they have to talk about it hmm. they have to share this and they share it with someone that is has the same loss and we, we hope that we can give them a couple of tools, just like the one we I said earlier. But um, you just have to be there. And when you do talk to them, you have to go back to the way you were when you had that same pain. And I think that, that you have compassion for that person, and you really know what they're going through. Now, Doug... As I've kind of alluded to, and as, as both of you have mentioned, and we've talked in the past, uh, a negative outcome of this, uh, of the loss of Matthew, was the way that it impacted a couple of your sons in particular, and the way that they sought escape from these difficulties. Could you talk a little bit about what happened in the fallout of Matthew's death? Well, I think uh, uh, our youngest son was probably hurt the most, openly hurt the most about it, and he was... 14 years old at the time and you know being 14 is Mm. difficult to begin with right but then to have this on top of you is very very hard and uh his eldest brother uh introduced him to uh drugs Mm. marijuana and marijuana they think you know it's just fun drug but it's it's a leader it's a leading into something else yeah it's never enough after a while and so he became involved in it we had no understanding or knowledge of drugs it was the furthest thing from our mind and we were really kind of dumb about it what was the age difference between your oldest and your youngest nine years nine years yeah so he was nine years older introduced to the younger brother and and that boy was 14 at the time correct and had your oldest one was it because of the death of matthew that he got involved in drugs in the first place or was it kind of already maybe in the surface no i think probably he 
already was involved yeah. in in drugs. But so, but this certainly didn't help. I mean, this probably but made things worse. Doesn't help at all. Yeah, and it, it hurt. Yeah, it was it, it created a real problem, and uh, so Jonathan became involved. And when we found out about it, we we tried to find help to 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 help him, uh, our youngest son, and. And was this 21 years ago? I mean, did it happen that fast after? This was uh, not, not, uh, 17 years okay. ago. Okay, all right. 17 years ago when we met Community Chinacolo and we were introduced by friends. And it was uh, young in the United States 17 years ago yeah. compared to it today. And it, it was something that we, we would try anything. Parents who have children that are have involved in drugs are desperate to to seek get help for their children uh and and in most cases they enable their children to do what they don't want them to do how so how do they how do they well they enable them uh you know when when young people want to communicate with others through phones and then who's paying for the phone mm. and if they're doing trying to find drugs who's taking them there what do you you know they're contributing to the problem without even knowing they're doing it. Yeah. And and it's very hard for parents to uh, take away these privileges that their children have. They want to be their friend and not their parent. Mm-hmm. You cannot be a friend. You have to be a parent. You can be friends later on in life when they're old enough and mature enough to understand what friendship's all about. Yeah. But when they're children, you have a responsibility to, to make decisions for them. And so we were able to we were introduced to Chinaclo and it was it was just a gift for us because we had no place else to turn and we didn't know what to do about our son and he didn't want to go in so let's let's kind of do a reset here so that people understand where we're going with this is your your son Jonathan your young he's your youngest son your oldest son also had drug issues but at this point was the main focus on Jonathan and trying to get him help yes because we had to have our oldest son leave our house because okay. he was involved in drugs and we just would not let that be part of our life. But now the youngest son has been in, uh, influenced and introduced to drugs. Now you need help. And and right. I know that you can spend thousands and thousands of dollars going to rehab centers. And so often you hear the stories that they go in the rehab center and they come right back out and start, start using again. And it's got to be more than just about the tools of, of overcoming the drug addiction. Oftentimes there's, there's, deep-seated spiritual or even psychological needs that need to be addressed and now chinaclo which you've mentioned a couple times it seems as though that is a place that is providing those resources as well now the website for chinaclo and we'll be talking about it in great detail in the next hour when we have two of the 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 workers and they're doing amazing work with Chinaclo is going to be joining us on the show, but hopereborn.org is the website for Chinaclo. What is Chinaclo? I keep saying this word and, and you know, it's, I don't understand what even what he's saying. Chinaclo. It sounds like, is this a candy bar? What is this a drink? What is Chinaclo? What does it even mean? Brenda? Chinaclo means, uh, it's Comunita Chinaclo, which means upper room in Italian ah. because it was started by mother Alvera in Saluzzo, Italy. So yep. Chinaclo being upper room, and what does upper room have to do with drug addiction and overcoming drug addiction? Where are you going with uh, you're gathering together? Is that the whole idea of it? It's you're not trying to do it on your own, Doug. The uh, the Chinaclo is based on uh, uh, the Eucharist, 
it's all about changing it's a school of life it's mm-hmm. not a rehab center we spent thousands of dollars on our son before we found chinocolo mm. but that wasn't solving the problem you have to learn how to live without drugs you mm. have to make a decision mm. that you don't want to do it and most children who enter chinocolo have to be 18 years old uh their their parents are lost to what to do they've spent thousands of dollars in rehabs which hasn't worked for them so chinocolo is a it's a name which means upper room but it's all about christ in their life it's all about teaching them to live with christ in their life and it's all about work and prayer and sacrifice and understanding what suffering is all about suffering is good it helps you to grow in your life and community chinoclo provides a place for hurt children that have been doing drugs who have done things they should not have done openly and it's embarrassing for the parents. It's embarrassing for the child. No one wants to talk about it. So they just let it go. And it doesn't get better. And Chinocolo has helped us in many ways with our faith. It's changed the life of our son, Jonathan, who spent five years in Chinocolo. And he was he didn't want to go in. We had to kick him out of the house when he was 19 years old and told him we are not going to provide place for you to live, transportation, phone, for you to do drugs. That was a very difficult decision that my wife and I made. And I made it. She comes screaming (laughs) trying to do it. But I knew it wasn't going to be any better for him unless we did something drastic. And he spent six months on the street, and that was devastating Mm. for her and for me, more, more so for his mother. But it proved to be the right thing to do. It may not be the, the right thing to do. It could have went the other way. So there's certain risk involved. Oh, it's trust. It, I, I wouldn't even say it's, it's risk. It's trust in God's will. It's trust in God and leaving it up to him. He gave him to us, and he he can help us with him. And, and God is, that's really what got us through it, yeah. was trusting God that and trusting community because it's countercultural to the way people live today. It's all about prayer. It's all about work. It's all about sacrifice. It's all about learning about how a relationship with Christ through the Eucharist. It's all about confession, forgiveness, a way to live. It teaches them how to live. Would you not agree, Brenda? Yes. We're speaking right now with Brenda and Doug Tollett. Their family has gone through tremendous adversity in the last 21 years, the loss of a son, two of their kids having issues with drugs, but also finding hope by going to HopeReborn.org and through the Chinoclo community, I'm Greg Willits. You're listening to the AM 1160, The Quest's Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive. The phone number is 470-508-1160. If you want to call in and help us to continue the mission of these beautiful kinds of stories and testimonies that you're only going to hear on Catholic Radio. 470-508-1160. You could listen to any other station right now in the metro Atlanta area, but I can guarantee that you won't hear stories of people trying to find hope and healing in the midst of loss as you are right now. Because Jesus Christ has provided us the opportunity to evangelize, he's asked us to be evangelizers, and you are an evangelizer when you help us to continue this mission of the quest as we are continuing 
Brewing, our Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive, 470-508-1160. Brenda and Doug, one of the things that you said to me was before was this idea of a school of life. The Chinaclo is more than just a going through drug rehab. It truly is a school of life that includes adoration of the Blessed Sacrament. It includes the rosary. It includes that relationship with Christ. I am assuming that many of the people that show up with addiction issues in Chinaculo aren't necessarily looking for a relationship with Christ when they show up. Is that a, a fair guess? Yes. So what are they looking for then? Or are they just do they feel like it's the last chance and, and it and is it through the Chinaculo program that they are introduced to Christ? Is that a part of how the program is structured? Well, I think that what a lot of times um the families say you, you can't be a part of our life anymore mm. because when you have a child living in your house that's doing drugs, it is very difficult. And, um, you know, they, they don't tell the truth and they steal from you. And we have so many families that call in and their story is the same as mine. You cannot um, have a family without the chaos when there's a drug addiction involved. Mm-hmm. And so whenever they, um, they, a lot of them have a pr- uh, pr- um, pr- problem with the jail. They, you know, been in, um, then the courts will say you have to be somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so they will voluntarily go into community rather than jail. Um, but I think that with our son, Jonathan, I asked him that question. I said, why after what happened, Everything we went through with you, you de- you decided to say yes to community, and I can. He said, "Mom, the night that you left me, I was all alone, and I realized that um, I loved you and Dad mm-hmm. more than drugs, and so I made the decision that I could not stop drugs all by myself. I needed help." Mm. And he knew about community because we had told him about it. Mm. So that he called me and said, Mom, I'm ready. I'm ready to get the help to stop doing this in my life. 470-508-1160. Again, we really need your help in these <clears throat> Excuse me, the last few hours of the Quest Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive. Hearing testimonies from people whose lives have been changed through wonderful ministries like Chinaculo, but where else are you going to hear about these places except for places like Catholic Radio? To be to hear those words from your son, that he loves the two of you more than drugs, that he's willing to do that work. And this is your son, Jonathan. He was, was he 17 at that time? When, when he, no, he was 19 at that time. So he'd been on drugs for a couple of years, finally went into Chinaculo. You mentioned that He's he was in it for five years. Now, what does that mean? Uh, someone might be listening. They think, well, my my child has an addiction issue. They could use help, but the idea of going into something for five years that sounds a little extreme. Maybe give a little bit of clarification. What does it mean? Because you go into Chinaclo for help, but then it can become something much more than that. Doug, could you answer that? Sure. Uh, the Chinaclo is a three year commitment. It's not five years. Uh, what happened to our son? is that he decided to give back. Mm. So the houses, there's approximately 65 houses all over the world, uh, in different, all over the world, four in the United States, where uh, you, you, you enter and you stay for a certain period of time, 
and you, it takes an adjustment. When you when you when you're on drugs, you don't think clearly. You're out of your head. So it takes a while, and it takes a while to recover from this. It takes as many years as you've been doing drugs mm. to get out of it. Mm. So if you've been doing drugs for three or four years, you're going to be having to deal with this for three or four years till you're completely out of it. And even then, I bet that there's still even then you the have temptations, temptations yeah. because it's everywhere. Yeah. But that's what community provides. It provides you with a, a a school of life, a way to learn learn to live without drugs mm. and what they do is they fill that void that they have when they get rid of the drugs with christ in their life and most of the kids do not engage that when they first enter community it takes a while to do it and it takes working with other guys in community because all the houses are run by former addicts they understand the person and they work with them when they first enter in the community, they're all assigned a guardian angel, which is the person who stays with them 24-7 because they're not right in their head and they need help. And can you imagine a drug addict helping someone out <laughs> like they do here? <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> and and I think when you hear Chinaclo this afternoon, you'll have young men who has been in community who give testimony Oh, how they were helped and how they want to help other people. So it's not, there's no quick fix. You can spend thousands, and I know people spend $80,000 sending their child for six months to a year into an environment that as soon as they get out, they meet people in there that do drugs, by the way. Mm. As soon as they get out, they start back on it because they they don't have a understanding of how they really should live. Mm. And mm. so that's what the difference between Chinaclo and other rehabs not to say other rehabs don't work but we know that we see a lot of people helped through chinaclo including our sons our youngest son john was in for 11 months before he was transferred overseas to europe hmm. and he told me i said john we're going to miss you when you go to europe well in the ele- first 11 months he was in community he told me this he said dad if you miss me you go in front of the eucharist and you pray, and you will see me in the Eucharist. That's, thought, that's, a, that's a bit of a difference from uh, someone a few years before taking drugs and not wanting to stop to you go before the Eucharist and you'll see me. Right. Unbelievable. That's huh? tremendous. Spending, talking right now with Brenda and Doug Tollett, amazing story. We'll be hearing more about Chinaclo as well as we are continuing the AM 1160, the Quest Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive, 470-508-1160. Again, 470 470- Five zero eight eleven sixty. We want to give a big thanks to the people who have been calling in this hour. We've heard from Kathy and Mary and Dan, as well as Lucy. Thanks to all of you for calling in. Please keep those phone lines ringing. We have volunteers waiting to hear from you as we are in these last few hours of the AM eleven sixty Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive. I'm Greg Willits. Again, four seven zero five zero eight eleven sixty. I believe that we still have several more opportunities for you to become. One of our founding members of the Quest at $100 a month or more, how much of a blessing would it be to know that you are helping others to discover this kinds of this these kinds of resources, this kind of content that's available only on Catholic Radio? Again, 470-508-1160. So I know that, Brenda and Doug, the both of you, your, your son has gone through this. He's gotten involved in a much deeper way by giving back to Chinacolo, but you yourselves have had the opportunity to help other couples and help other marriages 
through Chinocolo. Talk about your actual involvement in, in that organization as well. And again, Chinocolo, you can find more information at www.hopereborn.org. Brenda? Doug and I have been servants of hope for the last 15 years. And that means that we meet every first Saturday at St. Bridget's Catholic Church um, to help other families that, that their child, their son or daughter is in community because parents are hurt and they have a lot of anger and disappointment because this child, is, what this cost her their unfair, but being on drugs has caused their whole family. Hmm. So when you talk about the first Saturday of the month at St. Bridget's, who can go to that? Is that just open? If someone is dealing, you know, from a parent's perspective, do they just show up at that? How does that work out? Doug? No, no, they they don't just show up. They need to go on the website. This is hopereborn dot org. Yes, yes, they go to the website and they will look up the the um, servant of hope in their area. Okay, it's divided up in different states, and when uh, they call us, they want to talk about their son or daughter needing help we kind of guide them to the direction of calling Albino, okay. the director of community in St. Augustine, Florida. And he'll be joining us in the next hour. But So then what? What do you do from that end? From that end, we have uh, talking points and we have discussion. When someone's really struggling, like almost all families, whenever they've had to be truthful to accept the fact that my child is a drug addict. Because we as parents don't want to share that with anyone. That's not something you're proud of. And so you you tell you have someone that is experiencing and how can I you're desperate? How can I find hope for my child that is disruptive to us and to our entire family? It affects the um it affects their brothers or sisters. It affects everyone. And life's pretty miserable. Yeah. Well, the, again, the website, hopereborn.org, and we'll continue talking about this in the next hour. Doug, did you have something to add on to that? I was just going to say that uh, our role is that, that we kind of pre-screen uh, parents that call in about community. That our, we're on the webpage of Chinocolo, and we have a, a region of uh, North Florida, Georgia, uh, Alabama. And so if you're in that in our region, you would call us. We would talk to you about your child and your problems and we would pre-screen them then refer them to community and then once they enter community they go on and they take their child for an orientation three-day orientation that doesn't hurt anybody to do that and if they if they want to enter after that they can enter and if and if they don't that's fine too but what happens after they enter is the parents have a place to go once a month to talk to us and other parents who have children in community at the, at this time, whenever we hold the meetings, it's really for the parents who have children in community, and we help them understand how to change their life and how to let their child change their lives without interference. Well, Brenda and Doug, your story is so motivational, so helpful, I'm sure, certain to so many people listening. We're going to continue talking about Chinoclo, uh in the next hour with other people who are directly involved with this incredible apostolate. But we also have great news to share for The Quest during this hour, AM 1160, as we're continuing The Quest's Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive 
470-508-1160. Not only do we have to give thanks to all of the people who have donated during this hour, but we have a huge reason for hope as there is a new founder for Reasons for Hope. Space Salvi is an organization that, uh, for those who have lost a child, and an anonymous donor has become a founder in honor of this, and so thank you for that. It's very exciting that we have a brand new founding member of the Quest. Thank you so much for your donation. If you would like to be a founding member, please make sure you're calling us right now, 470-508-1160 or any donation of any amount. It is desperately needed in these last few hours of our uh, Family Strong Spirit Drive. You are listening to AM 1160, The Quest 470-508-1160 Let's get all these phone lines lit up and we're going to ring the bell again and we have a lot more still ahead as we continue on AM 1160 The Quest